I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Imaginable Workplace, where we explore how to make work better. I'm Carl Javier, CEO of Puma Podcast, an award-winning podcast production company that aims to share the joy, power, and value there is in listening. And I'm Jen Horn, a certified transformational coach and culture practice lead at Haraya Coaching. Rooted in wholeness, Haraya supports individuals and teams by creating safe spaces for transformation. In this episode, we'll be talking about culture. Here, we'll be inviting you to reflect on some of these questions with us. How do we define culture in organizations? And how might we be more intentional in cultivating the culture that we want to have in the workplace? Okay, so let's start with definitions. What is culture? And we'll hear from a familiar voice on this show, Jackie Kaniza, managing partner and chief instigator at Haraya Coaching. Culture is ways of working how things get done around here, and whether or not you've defined a culture, every organization has one. You can have a culture that is nurturing of people and supportive of its business growth, and you can have a culture that is not. Because culture is really is a reflection of what are the values that people hold and how are they lived in their day-to-day the way they make decisions, the way they create policy, how they interact and communicate with each other. All of that is a reflection of one's beliefs, one's values, and it will mold and shape the culture regardless. So culture can be something that's clearly defined through the company's purpose and values or something that just arises from what individuals in the organization value. And I find it so interesting whenever Haraya goes in and does some work with a company because I feel like an organizational anthropologist or field researcher, right? Trying to understand how culture works in this particular tribe. So let's listen to this short story from another Carl, Carl Dave from Puma Podcast, about his first impressions about the company. Hello, I'm Carl Sayat. I'm the tech lead and also an audio editor at Puma Podcast. I've edited a lot of Puma Podcast shows over the past three years. Started off as a freelancer for Puma in 2019. And then because of the quote-unquote promised culture that Puma Podcast offered, I eventually moved to Puma Podcast full-time. I asked Carl Dave what this quote-unquote promised culture was. Yung pinaka-unang interaction ko with Puma Podcast was the culture was very casual and it was very laid back and they didn't want to be the typical media organization. And that was sort of cemented by 
my first meeting with Carl Joe na nagigitara siya habang ini-interview ako. So that has always been sort of the angle that I wanted when I look for new jobs. It was always that sense of excitement na, okay, mafa-flex ko dito yung tech skills ko or mas mapapalalim ko dito yung knowledge ko about startups. So it's always been that active search for a good company culture or some company that wants to do something different. Oi, Carl, you definitely left an impression. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think leaders definitely play a huge role in creating company culture, right? What's it like hearing that from Carl Dave? So I just first want to acknowledge that on this show, there have been a proliferation of gens. And this is our first time to have multiple Carls on an episode. <laughs> For the benefit of our listeners, I wanted to say that I didn't want to be part of the interviews with the Puma podcast team so as not to color. So this is actually the first time that I'm getting to hear these comments. It's very heartening for me to know that I was doing something right kahit na hindi ko naalala na gigitara ko lang. <laughs> and one thing that I'm noting there is the value of the recruitment and onboarding processes and really establishing the culture or the job or organization fit, right, with new hires. So what are you telling or showing new hires about you know, how things work around here? So being able to have team members who can articulate that and speak well of the culture, I think is very helpful in attracting new talent. And not just new talent, Carl, no. Culture also makes people stay in their companies. We've actually found that a LinkedIn survey done in 2018 found that 70% of professionals in the U.S. would rather put up with lower pay and forgo a fancy title than deal with a bad workplace culture. And there's another survey by the U.S. National Bureau of Economic Research, which they conducted in 2017. And there, they found that 9 out of 10 CFOs, or chief financial officers, believe that improving company culture naman would increase their company's business value and performance. So more than just attracting new team members, culture can help drive your existing team's performance. Yeah, so I'm talking a big game right now about bringing people on board. But I also learned that we need to be very intentional about not just how we present ourselves, but how we formally onboard people. So here's Jackie to talk a little bit more about how we want to build culture and how one thing affects another. You make one change here, it affects other things. You create an organizational change with different reporting relationships and suddenly interactions across units will change. Therefore, culture changes. If we're not deliberate then it will kind of find a life of its own. And the next thing you know, you're looking back and wondering, what happened there? And you try and fix, and it's too late, or you can only do so much by that time. So it has to be really a much more deliberate effort from the very beginning and a continuing process. It's really hard to pin down. And in fact, you can be building a culture without being aware of it. The small things you do, whether intentional or not, will influence what people think is acceptable behavior for your mm. team. It was a hard lesson for us because we were not that intentional on our onboarding. I think we know better now. 
And so if we're going to be intentional, we should ask ourselves, what does a good culture look like? And we got some data from Great Place to Work, the company behind the Fortune 100 Best Companies to Work For list. According to a 2022 Insights report by Great Place to Work Philippines, a great workplace is one where you trust the people that you work for, enjoy the people that you work with, and have pride in the work that you do. These organizations have leaders that are credible, respectful, and fair, while driving company pride and fostering camaraderie. And for a good culture specifically, it is mainly defined by trust. And yeah, there's so much conversations that we've been having at Haraya now around this idea of trust, right? And how important it is really in creating psychological safety. And that previously we talked about psychological safety and how that contributes to essentially team effectiveness and innovation, right? I'd love to take this up in another episode in the future. But just to say that a good company culture is a place that works to earn people's trust and people have accountability in those environments. To ensure that your culture takes you where you want to go, culture must be aligned with the organization's values. And of course... No culture is built overnight. So companies can gradually cultivate it by starting with where they are. So at Haraya, we use the framework called Lunduyan, which means center, in our Kalinangan or culture building coaching program. And at the core of culture building is clarifying what is the impact that we want to create for our customers and team members, for the partners we work with, for the people that we ultimately want to create value for. And in the process, we usually begin with a deep dive, conducting FGDs, interviews, and a survey to get the sentiments of the leaders and the team members around, you know, what's what's the current company culture and what's the desired company culture. And from there, we're better able to identify, you know, what's the need here? Then, we look at the three pillars of the Lunduyan model. First is inspiring with a compelling outcome. Second, involving with a common language. And third, integrating through consistent practices. So here's Jackie once again to share more about our framework. We start with the process of inspiring in Lunduyan. What is that compelling outcome that you want to create and that vision and that purpose? And then because everybody has a say and has an influence on culture, you would want to involve. And what you're doing there is creating a common language. This is how you know what the culture is like. You listen to the language that's being used or not used throughout conversations, in meetings, in how people give feedback. So all of that is indicative of how involved people are in that active culture that you're trying to build. And then the third leg is integrating. You can't sustain a culture over time unless you've created habits that you can rely on on a consistent basis. Hence, policy, hence, processes are also important. One example I like to use a lot is if, let's say, you use trust in your 
core values, which is quite common across companies, right? Very integral. If I have trust in my values, and then I have a policy that requires four or five levels of approval of a simple thing, that does not reflect the value of trust, right? So you've got to align policy with the values. They're not just words on a paper that say, you need to trust each other and you need to behave in a certain way. How am I, as an organization, as a company, supporting the behavior through policy? I think if I'm imagining some of our listeners who might be you know, leaders who are where I was a few years ago developing these things, you don't necessarily have to have anything codified. You are literally by your every action building the culture. But for us, it was so important to work with the Haraya team to begin to create a structure around how we want to be. Because maybe at the start, people can just behave how they want and that transmits. But as your organization gets bigger, you need you know, frameworks like this so that you can be effective while retaining the DNA that you want. Right. Okay, so after nandaldal ko na yan, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to go back to Jackie and hear more about the importance of purpose and values. What culture do you want to cultivate in your organization? And where are you today in terms of inspiring, involving, and integrating your team around that culture? Haraya Coaching's Kalinangan Culture Building Program begins by helping you better understand where your organization is currently at so you can become aware of what needs your attention and how you can be more intentional in becoming the organization you aspire to be. Connect with us via harayacoaching.com for a free coaching consultation so that together we can create your imaginable workplace. And now back to Haraya Coaching's managing partner and chief instigator, Jackie Kaniza. She's going to talk about the importance of clarifying purpose and values and revisiting how that aligns with policies, processes, or practices we put in place. The other day, I was talking to a leader and they just made an announcement org-wide that this is a mandate, that people must now come back to work. I asked, what is driving that mandate? And they couldn't explain where it was coming from, why it was necessary. It seemed to me that it was coming from a place of habit from before. This is how we used to do things, and therefore, this is how we're going to do things now that it's already back and everything's open again. But if you're constantly thinking about culture and you're deliberate about culture, you would think, okay, what have we learned in the past three years that has supported our values and how do we sustain that? If, for example, we now realize that when people work from home, they have better quality time with their families, they're able to support the needs of their children better, and that's important to me as a company, then I would make a decision around, okay, well, how do we integrate that into our now new ways of working? And maybe it's a hybrid. And you could make the decision to get everybody back if, for example, we've said that, you know, 
in the way we work, collaboration and really working together face-to-face has added so much value to us in the past. We don't want to lose that. Let's keep doing that. So I'm not saying that you should be hybrid or 100% here or there. It's knowing what the reference is. What is the value that this policy brings in driving the kind of culture you want? Because this is the kind of organization you have and the kind of work that is produced here. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So what I'm thinking about as I'm listening to that is forced disruption is an opportunity for us. And it makes me think of the fact that you can only know who you are as an individual and by extension, who you are as an organization when you encounter a crisis and you figure out how you respond to that crisis. I think the organizations that are performing better post-pandemic are the ones who were able to capitalize on the opportunities. So. Parallel to producing this podcast, we also had a small team at Haraya running our Kalinangan Culture Building Program with Puma Podcast. Meta, we know. So Carl, how did you feel at the beginning of our coaching program and you know what you wanted to create for Puma Podcast back then? We had to acknowledge that there wasn't something that was fundamentally broken about our culture. But it was a moment where I could feel that things were changing. We were getting bigger. And for some reason, it was getting harder for us to communicate with each other. And I guess how I felt about it, Jen, if I have to be transparent, is that it was a lot of uncertainty and fear. Because we essentially had to ask for help. I had to accept that I had led the organization into a space that I could not lead it out of. And we needed support beyond us to help us move forward. And so here's Mia Domingo, part of the Haraya coaching team that supported us in our culture building journey to talk about some of that. Hi, my name is Mia Domingo from Haraya Coaching. I am a credentialed and certified transformational coach. I also have a background in organization development, And so I have been deeply involved in Haraya's culture building practice. That's my Haraya work wife right there. So together, we did a deep dive with Puma podcast leaders and team members to better understand what the culture is like. 
And we really did find that the leadership team had been very intentional about creating this kind of culture. The leaders tried to extend kindness and safety to the team, and team members felt it for the most part. And the purpose of the company was also clearly a slower, more deliberate approach to journalism and storytelling that could ultimately contribute to nation building. But there were opportunities in terms of improving communication and alignment within the different groups and also to have more of a personal connection and purpose to it because all your team members from the very start were very much connected to the purpose of Puma. But what that meant to them and how they could experience more joy in that and how to have more joy throughout the organization and share it, that was what we found from the deep dive was something we could nurture further. After all the work we've done with you guys, without meaning to, we've turned haraya into a verb. So we go around saying, kailangan natin haraya yan because there's a specific new way of thinking and communicating that we've picked up. And so we know in moments of friction or moments of conflict, we can turn to the training that we've received. Yay! I love it. Um, and I love that because, you know, it's become a verb, nga, as you said. And I think a lot of the things that we talked about in our sessions with you, we call them practices, right? And listening mindfully, seeing mistakes as learning opportunities, asking for the support you need, setting healthy boundaries, giving honest feedback. They're not skills that you are necessarily good at right away, like one workshop and then, ooh, amazing, you're such a great listener. They're practices that we, you know, want to be intentional and conscious about really practicing every day. And I want to acknowledge the work that you and your team have already started, Carl. And don't take it from me. So let's hear from your Puma podcast team member who we heard from earlier. So here's Carl Dave again. Madami kasing mga companies when they say they're like a family or they want to build a healthy work culture. It's all lip service, di ba? Sinasabi lang nila yun to get you in the door, pero pagdating mo dun sa loob, okay, they're assigning you the workload of three different people or just one person. In Puma, the way that it has worked and the way that it has changed is that we know kung kailan nahihirapan yung mga tao and we ask people if okay lang ba yung workload nila. That's the first thing that we do every start of the week. Kumusta yung workload nyo? What are you working on this week? Ganun. So, we can shuffle around tasks that are too heavy for people. Bukod pa dun, yung konsepto ng pagiging intentional, I think, mas ginagawa na namin siya ngayon sa Puma Podcast na we don't just say na kailangan natin magpahinga. We actively force people to go on breaks. More than creating that feeling of balance, Carl Dave also shared how he's felt more able to show up as himself and feel more included and empowered at Puma Podcast. How I would describe Puma Podcast's journey is that we're all on that Google Doc and hindi kami naka-anonymous alligator or something. And we can all see our names there contributing to that one document. We can see each other building out this company that we said we wanted to build. What I'm getting from what Carl Dave shared is that, you know, you're all in this together. Whether it be the success of the company's projects or the cultivation of, you know, the company culture. While 
culture is driven by leaders, as is a lot of the things we've talked about in this podcast. And then, you know, sometimes culture is also seen as primarily the responsibility of HR in, you know, bigger companies. It actually takes everyone to work together and be accountable for upholding a culture that aligns with the company's purpose and values. So I think this reinforces the idea that culture is a living thing. It's constantly there, but it's also constantly changing with the different actions that we take. Culture is the work of everyone. The behavior that you reward is the culture in every single moment. And so we are aware that we as an organization are a work in progress. We now feel more comfortable that with this strength and culture, we can adapt and change as needed. Speaking of changes, let's listen to another Puma Podcast team member on a shift she's noticed in the culture in the past year. Hi, I'm Ella Robles. I am the audience engagement staffer at Puma Podcast. So I think the biggest shift in the culture that we have at Puma Podcast is our team, not just the management, but our whole team being able to ask each other, what support do you need from me? I think there's a difference between being kind and accommodating in a way that you're used to versus being kind and accommodating in the way that the other person needs. We might make some assumptions of what support looks like for others, but making it a practice to check in and gain awareness about what support is actually needed can be such a generative conversation in organizations. And, you know, while there's been a shift there, as Carl said, it still takes constant work. And here's Ella again on what remains challenging for her. I think the thing that remains challenging is our own personal habits. I have noticed that a lot of the people at our company are workaholics. Like Whether or not they admit it, they're the kinds of people who are super passionate about the work that they're doing and they go above and beyond even when they don't have to which is why we're still having the conversations around like, you need to take a break or you can. It's not even like a you need. It's a you can. You're allowed to. Because as much as we're learning to be kind to each other, there is still that aspect of being kind to ourselves and like the energy that you're giving to the other person to be considerate to them. You need to be just as considerate to yourselves. Again, this is the first time I'm hearing these comments, and I have to acknowledge that there's some growth that we can continue to develop. One of the things that Ella's note really helps to exemplify is that while culture is this big thing, we also need to be thinking about people as individuals and how, while we want a system that works, it's a system made for people. And it's a system that's executed by people. So here's one last note from Haraya coach, Mia on culture. Culture doesn't mean everyone's exactly the same. Culture means we all have this shared thing that we have, that we understand that this is our vision, this is our values. How that shows up for each of us may be different, but that's what guides us. 
and culture does not mean we won't have any problems or that we won't fight. But it's that we celebrate nga our differences. And we create a space where we can have conversations and we can work together wherein we all live out that shared vision and values and that compelling outcome. So what are your reflections or takeaways from this episode, Carl? I think number one, culture is immense and all-encompassing. <laughs> it's almost like every single time na gumalaw kami, kinalaman siya sa culture. Mm. That's not just you hanging out. That's actually you defining what the culture is. Connected to this is that Culture is practice. It's not stuff that's just written down. Like, it's really important to write everything down. But if it's written down, but it's not practice, then it's not the culture. What people actually do on the day-to-day is what culture is. And I guess it's all about everyone being intentional about it. Not handing it off to a few people and saying, Kayo bahala. Not handing it off to HR. It's about everyone from leadership to each individual who buys into your mission, knowing that they also need to preserve the culture if they want to continue to deliver on the mission. Yeah. And as we close this episode, we also want you to reflect on these questions, right? What culture do you want to cultivate in your organization? And where are you today in terms of inspiring, involving, and integrating your team around that culture? So we're wrapping up season one and we're looking forward to reflecting, learning, and having more conversations with you, our listeners, about your challenges and successes in creating your imaginable workplace. So in the meantime, while we're cooking up season two and other cool things, you can follow us on our socials so we can stay updated on said cool things. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jenhorn underscore and Haraya Coaching also on Instagram and LinkedIn. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Carl Javier. And you can follow Puma Podcast on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm Carl Javier. And I'm Jen Horn. Thank you for listening to The Imaginable Workplace. This podcast is brought to you by Haraya Coaching, a company rooted in wholeness that supports individuals and teams by creating safe spaces for transformation. In partnership with Puma Podcast, an award-winning podcast production company that aims to spread the joy, power, and value there is in listening. This episode was produced by Macy Hoven and edited by Mark Casillian. If you enjoyed this episode, then we're sure you know someone else who would also want to improve their workplace. So please, share this with a colleague or friend and follow this show on your podcast app for more stories, data, and insights on creating your imaginable workplace. See you next season! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.